You're listening to the Hello Awesome podcast, and this is episode number 24. Here we go, another amazing interview here at the podcast. I have been so blessed to be able to talk to some amazing, amazing people, and this next woman is no different. Today, I'm sharing my interview with Chloe Fergie. You may have heard of her brand, Sea Saucy, and if you have not, we are giving you a treat today. As a Christian nurse, Chloe saw a need for modest apparel in the medical field, and she took it upon herself with God's leading to launch modest scrub skirts. And I am so grateful for her ministry. I'm so grateful for her heart. And I cannot wait for you to hear how she started her journey in nursing, what it looks like to work in a secular position while also serving the Lord and being a light wherever you go. In this episode, you will hear Chloe's encouragement. If you ever thought about pursuing nursing and if you ever thought about pursuing God-given dreams. And I love what she has to say on the podcast today. So let's not wait any further. Here is episode number 24, Nursing and Meeting a Need with Chloe Fergie. You're listening to the Hello Awesome podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? I'm excited to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the amazing Sea Saucy. They have modest scrub skirts specifically for people who are working in the medical field, women who want to dress modestly on a day-to-day basis in their workplace. And if you work long hours in the medical field, I applaud you. And this is a treat for you if you are looking for modest scrub skirts that you can wear that are comfortable, that are versatile, that are available in many sizes and colors. Just visit www.csaucy.com. That's C-S-A-U-C-Y.com. And use the coupon code HelloAwesome for 10% off your next order of modest scrub skirts. So many of you are blessing the medical field with your expertise. And I just wanted to give back to you so that you can invest in modest apparel for your everyday work life. Again, go to csaucy.com and use code HelloAwesome for 10% off your order today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I'm so thankful that you are back. I have Chloe Fergie here from the business Sea Saucy. She does amazing, modest scrubs for nurses and anybody in the medical field. And I'm so excited to talk with Chloe today. Chloe, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Why don't you take a few minutes to introduce yourself, share who you are and what you do? Hi, JC. Well, I am so excited to be given this opportunity to chat with you today, and I so appreciate it. I, I feel very honored. Um, so my name is Chloe Saucer Fergie. My maiden name is Saucer. Um, I got married about a year ago, May 25th. Um, so we're coming up on our first year anniversary um, to Brock Fergie. He's best friend, love of my life. Um, I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but I relocated to St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I am a lover of my family. I have a brother and a beautiful sister-in-law. Um, parents I adore. Very, very tight family. We're very close. Um, I have a niece dog. Her name is Brindley. I adore her. Uh, no nieces and nephew humans yet, but I'm, 
uh, trying to convince, you know, my brother to get on that. Um, I was a Bible quizzer for 12 years. That's how I met my husband. He was a Bible quizzer for 14 years. So we're strong advocates of Bible quizzing. I'm a registered nurse by trade. That's my career. And then I run the Saucy. Um, We do scrubs. So that's kind of been my life right now. Yeah. And I believe most of the people listening, if they have, you know, followed the the brand C Saucy, they've heard it, they've seen it, they've probably seen it shared many times because I feel like most of us know someone who's a nurse who's also, you know, part of our church, which I think is amazing. I want to know really, can you walk me through what your thought process was at the beginning stages of creating that business? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, Sea Saucy was birthed out of a need. Um, I went through nursing school and upon graduating nursing school, I started my first job and we could wear any color set of scrubs we wanted. I was on a mother baby unit, so it was happy and they encouraged bright colors and pattern tops. And so I began my search of scrub skirts and that search uh, ended up coming up very dry very quickly. Um, There's only a few scrub skirts that exist, and you simply cannot walk into a scrub shop to purchase one. You have to go order one. It takes a while to get to you, and then when it comes to you, um, it's not your ideal scrub skirt. It's very old-fashioned. It's pretty large and poofy, kind of like a parachute, Um, Mm -hmm. and so I was just really discouraged with the options that were available to me. And um, I remember I had accepted a new position at an OBGYN office, and they required us to wear a different color every day. So I had to essentially go purchase five new sets of scrubs. And I was just so frustrated with the whole process. I remember going to the scrub shop. I bought five pairs of scrubs in my size. I wear a medium. Brought them to the tailor to get her to convert my pants into a skirt and she tells me that in order to do that I needed to go up a couple sizes in the pants because she would have to reattach the waistband so then I had to take the scrub pants back to the scrub shop return those or exchange those for a size extra large um, bring those back to her so that she could turn them into a medium scrub skirt Mm. and then she charged me $30 for each pair Mm and it took, you know, two to three weeks to get back. And I remember just thinking, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's not convenient to wear a scrub skirt. Um, And that's why a lot of people choose not to. It's just not easily available to them. And it takes a lot of extra work, extra sacrifice with your finances to make it possible. And so Hmm. I just one day walked out to my parents and said, I want to start a scrub skirt line. And it was literally about finding a need and meeting it. And that has been the whole purpose of Sea Saucy. That's my definition of what ministry is, is you find a need and you meet that need. And that's simply how Sea Saucy was birthed. Absolutely. That is so amazing. And I love that you were aware of the situation, not only for yourself, but for other people you thought surely somebody else is just as frustrated as I am, right? Absolutely. And it made me just ponder, like, there are other women out there. And I've, I've had several friends who did something where they were required to wear scrubs. 
there's many professions that do. And, you know, they decided they just weren't going to take the extra steps. But I just wondered, had a scrub skirt been more easily available to them, would they have made that same decision? Mm-hmm. And I was tired of seeing my friends choose to take the easier path when they didn't in any other area of their life. And so, um, like, I was just sick of it. But it started out me needing one and then wondering if anybody else liked what I liked. So I did some market research and sent out some emails and kind of just did a bunch of questionnaires of what would you like in your ideal scrub skirt. And it turned out that all of North America and beyond, ladies who desired to wear a scrub skirt, we all pretty much wanted the same thing out of it. And so that's when I knew, okay, we got to set this in motion. That's amazing. So was there ever a time that you thought, this dream is so much bigger than me, Jesus, you need to take the wheel and help me out? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Am I still allowed to feel like that? (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, it's, It's an everyday releasing it back to God because it is so much bigger than what I could ever handle on my own. So I came up with the idea. I pitched it to my dad. He was my first pitch, got them on board. Um, We created some social media pages. So we started with a Facebook and an Instagram page. And I remember we posted it on our Facebook page. And then I shared it to my personal page, just the announcement of, you know, we're launching, I'm launching a scud skirt line, filling a need in the medical industry. And the next day I got up and I went to work and it was a very busy day at work. So I hadn't checked my phone all morning. And I remember on my lunch break, I went to my desk and opened the drawer, took out my phone and I'm headed to clock out and I look at my phone and it is just blown up with text messages. So I start reading them and then I see a family group text and they're just screenshots of Facebook and comments and shares and likes and all all these text messages. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, little did I know that little post we had made, for me, it went viral. I know viral is technically probably like a million likes and shares, but (laughs) You know, what happened in my world of three to 500,000 likes and several shares, Mm -hmm. it blew me away. And that was my first time seeing it. And we joke about it now, but all I could text back to that family chat was, what have I done? (laughs) And (laughs) some days I absolutely still feel like that of what am I doing? And never in a million years did I think I would be doing this. Um, So yes, Jesus has to take the wheel multiple times a day (laughs) in my life. Oh yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. It's it's definitely something that's bittersweet because you know you're fulfilling a need, you're meeting a need, not just for yourself but for other people. But at the same time, we have to take action and do work. Absolutely, absolutely, and God can set it in motion, the mm-hmm. thought, the vision, the idea, but it takes you taking a leap of faith to put it actually in physical motion. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I, I would not do this unless he was in the driver's seat. Right. I absolutely would not. <laughs> Amen. Yes. I totally agree with that for many of the different things that I've done as well. Now you did mention that you had gotten text messages and you know, it had went viral. So can you share with me what were the like specific reactions of other nurses who did desire to dress modestly in the medical workplace? And when they finally, you know, when they finally saw that you had C-Saucy established, what were the reactions? Well, JC, you're going to hear me use the word overwhelmed a lot during this uh, chat of ours because that's truly 
the only word that really can describe it, whether mm-hmm. it be in a positive way or a negative way. Um, for nurse, I mean, the most common question we get asked is, where were you 20 years ago? The emotion, the reactions have just been overwhelmingly supportive. And obviously, our products are not for everybody. And I've had to grow thick skin to understand that I can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. But for the vast majority, it has just been full on support. And, you know, the fact that they like a product that I had simply created for myself that I wanted to wear, it just confirms that it was something that needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that. Like you said, there's always people that are not going to understand or they're not going to appreciate your product. And it's just not for them, you know? Right. That's a hard mm-hmm. lesson to learn, but a very valuable one. Mm hmm. That actually brings me to my next question that I have is how were the reactions of other people in the workplace when they noticed that you were wearing a modest scrub skirt? Do you have any funny or inspiring stories to share? Well, um, so I'm from Louisiana, which is completely in the Bible Belt, like in the center of the Bible Belt. So growing up there um, through hospitals and different doctor's offices and clinics and dentists and most of the time, 99% of the time, they have either had a worker come through their their facility that has desired to wear a scrub skirt or they went to school or had a colleague with someone who wore a scrub skirt or knew a friend of a friend who wore a scrub skirt. So it was pretty accepted and pretty common um, down there. And so I I felt fine. I felt accepted. I felt normal. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you always get some strange looks and it takes people aback a little bit and they're just, what in the world? Why, why is she wearing, you know, why isn't she wearing the typical scrub pants? But then they get to know you and then they respect that you hold true to your beliefs. And it's a respect like that just blows your mind. Um, But upon moving to St. Louis and now working the job that I work right now, I am absolutely the only person that a lot of my coworkers have seen in a scrub skirt, never even knew they really existed. So that's been a whole new world and challenge for me, especially I'm in the operating room and that's pretty much unheard of to wear a scrub skirt in the operating room. So I've had a little bit more of a hurdle coming up here and realizing, you know, it's not everywhere. There's probably several large hospitals up here who have never seen a scrub skirt come through their hallways. So that it's, it's a different, and I understand it's probably different everywhere you go. But um, I've had several inspiring stories of, you know, walking into a patient's room and maybe they had apostolic roots or they grew up... Um, and their best friend was apostolic, however it played out. And I walking into their room, just felt the peace of God flow in there. And they were immediately comforted. And it's just kind of a weird explanation, but Mm. absolutely how you present yourself and how you're dressed and how you come across to those people in their biggest time of need. And I don't attribute that to just a scrub skirt, but it is the first thing they see. And it is comforting to a lot of people. Right. And that's been a really, really cool experience for me. I do have a funny uh, story. It's not inspiring in the least, but um, I was doing a clinical rotation during nursing school. And um, so when you're in nursing school, your preceptor or your clinical instructor, she'll go in and meet your patient first and tell them there's a student nurse coming in. Are they okay with that? And then you go in and then once you're done, she'll go back in there and kind of ask the patient how they felt, did they feel comfortable, how did the student nurse do, 
So I was on a med surge unit, which a med surge unit is kind of just a smorgasbord of all sicknesses and diseases. And I went in and introduced myself to my patient. And he was friendly. He was he was elderly, um, but I didn't get any weird vibes from him. And so then I came out and my preceptor went in and she came back out and she said, yeah, you're not going back in there. I was like, what? I, I thought it went so well. Like, he Aww. was great. She said, well, he had some inappropriate comments to mention about your scrub skirt. And that was the first time for me. It was like, oh, boy, you know, that is something that I need mm-hmm. to consider of not all patients, you know, would just be acclimated to that and it would catch them off guard. Um, so that's about the only slightly negative experience that I've encountered. Um, but most elderly people, when they see a nurse walk in in a dress or a scrub skirt, it brings them back to the days of Florence Nightingale and the, that picturesque nurse in, in the white dress and the hat and the clogs. And yeah. it's kind of like that trusted profession that they do and they love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get a, a lot of support from patients and clients. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that you brought that up is it's not about the skirt, but it's the first thing that they'll see that it can be comforting to somebody, you know, in a lot of different ways. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That That's definitely very thought provoking. Absolutely. And it, it kind of just gives them insight that, you know, maybe this is a godly person. Maybe my mm-hmm. caretaker is a prayerful person and the comfort that you see them receive and the peace that comes over them or the fear and the anxiety that leaves is worth every second of it. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to talk about how you got started in nursing. I did some research. I was reading about you and you had talked about taking care of your great grandmother at the age of 11 and that helped you realize that God was calling you into nursing. Can you just um, share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, my great-grandmother, um, she was battling Alzheimer's, and that's a horrible disease. I don't wish that on any family. Yeah. But my grandparents were driving four hours to go see her. And at the time, the lady that was taking care of my great-grandmother was not doing a great job. It was kind of a sad situation. So we drove. I rode with them to go see her. And when we got there, things were not like they should be. She was not well-kept or cleaned. And So we kind of stepped in to help in that scenario. And I remember my grandfather just being so overwhelmed trying to all of a sudden, you know, take care of his mom in a way that he has never had to see her before, take care of her. And we we joke about it now, but in the moment we were helping get her cleaned up and my grandfather called me over and he said, Chloe, grab the bottle of powder. We need more powder. And he was just screaming over and over, we need more powder. We need more powder. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I just ran over and I grabbed the baby powder and I took the top off and just started putting it where he needed it. And like I said, we joke now, but he had to step away. I mean, he was he was about to vomit or thing. Just he could not handle it, and mm-hmm. it was rough seeing her like that. And they made comments afterward of Chloe, you just stepped right in and you helped us and did other things and just a natural caretaker and. It was really their words that kind of propelled me into the thought of, you know what, I can handle stuff like that. And I don't get grossed out. And in the moment where people need someone, like I was able to think a little clear and kind of formulate a plan and um, just look past 
the physical needs of the body and just step in and do what, what needed to be done. And so that kind of always stuck with me. And I felt in that moment, that was kind of my first introduction to helping someone in a way that some people can't handle, whether it be because of queasy stomach or just they don't want to see someone like that. So I was just going to say that would be me. So thank you, because (laughs) I appreciate all of you nurses out there. God bless you. Seriously. (laughs) Well, and that's where you have to know and people who are in it that it it truly is a calling and it's a specific characteristic and thank God we have people like that that Mm -hmm. can handle things like that um so growing up that's kind of always what I wanted to do and then when the time came to go to college I actually entered into um, a sonogram program to be an ultrasound tech and I was in anatomy and a physiology class and my professor asked to keep me after class and she just said what what's your course here like what are you what's your end game and so I told her I wanted to do ultrasound and she said that's great and she said that's a really great career she said but I think you have more that you can do and she said why don't you do nursing and in that moment all of those 11 year old emotions and that calling just came back to me and I was reminded of that time when I felt God put a stamp on my life of this is probably your path And so needless to say, I switched gears, got back on the straight and narrow and (laughs) did what needed to be done to make that calling a reality. That's an awesome story. Thanks for sharing that. That's very vulnerable and just very real. Um, And I think a lot of people will relate to that. Uh, I'm sure a lot of nurses out there probably have similar situations. I personally have many friends in the church who are actually nurses too. And I've been thinking about this. Uh, leading up to our chat, that it's so amazing how a career in nursing is a ministry within itself. What has been the most rewarding thing for you being a Christian nurse? You know, it probably goes back to um, when I mentioned when I walk into a patient's room and I feel the peace of God and the presence of God literally walking with me. Um, And I love the mind shift in our generation right now that career and ministry can intersect and they be, they can become one. Yes. And that has just propelled so many people in our generation to, it's okay to go get a secular degree, to work in a secular environment and still be who you are and be a minister there because no one else will be in that position mm-hmm. to minister to those people. And I think for a long time, our gears were shifted more towards Christian education mm-hmm. and Bible colleges. And while I'm a a huge supporter of all of those avenues. I do like that we have shifted into it being okay to have a secular career and degree and profession, but that that is your ministry and that aligns. And I've seen that happen so many times in my life where I've been a nurse to that patient, I've counseled that patient, I've been their advocate, I'm their teacher, and it truly God God's hand works in every one of those roles. I'm I'm talking about nurses because I am a nurse, but I don't mean to exclude any profession, whether you're a dental hygienist or a CNA or a caretaker or whatever position you're in that you're dealing with people in a state where they are vulnerable. That is the moment and the divine appointment that God has for you to minister to them. And 
you know, it could just be a simple conversation where you slip in the phrase, thank you, Jesus. And they know that you're a Christian and you're a believer and it's going to minister to them. And I, I love the everyday interactions with the secular environment that I'm able to shine a little bit of Jesus's love while I'm doing my career, while I'm working. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And I think a lot of people will appreciate that you mentioned that because they probably are feeling that as well. And maybe there's some people who are not sure if they want to go into that environment, but um, I think you're going to be an encourager to a lot of people. Awesome. So I know you were talking about overwhelmed earlier. So this next question, I probably already have the answer, but what does it look like for you now trying to find a flow? I've been trying to use that word, not balance, because nobody can balance anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Trying to find a flow between working as a registered nurse and running Sea Saucy. Well, I am still currently trying to find that flow. (laughs) Um, So currently I work three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at an outpatient surgery center. And I go in at 5.50 in the morning, and some days I can leave at noon, some days I leave at 2, and then other days I'm there till 6 p.m. It really just depends on the surgeries and the cases that we have. I have set aside Mondays and Fridays to be just all sea saucy days, but really when you run a business out of your home, and you know this because of what you're doing, it is absolutely 24-7. You cannot escape it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is it's a balancing act. It's a juggling act of I'm at work and I'm, you know, doing what I need to be doing there, but my mind is on the orders that I need to come home and get out by 5 p.m. So there's been a lot of mental shift with me of having to, when I'm at work, I have to be dedicated to my work. And then when I come home, I put office hours on myself um, because I had to. I was laying in bed answering emails at 11 p.m. And that's just not feasible. And mm-hmm. my customers really don't expect me to respond to them at 11 p.m., I don't think. But um, it's just when I could get to them. So currently, I have put office hours on myself. And I'm proud to say that we have hired our first employee as of this week. <laughs> so that's going to help so much. And she's fantastic. And she's actually in nursing school. So it's kind of full circle for me being able to give back to someone who will eventually be wearing our scrubs and support her while she's going through a vigorous program and maybe offer some encouragement along the way. But, um, it is, it's, it's a, it's a roller coaster ride of juggling being a newlywed, you know, moving to a new state, being away from my family. I am lucky enough to have my brother and sister-in-law up in St. Louis with me. They moved about a month after um, we got married and moved here. So I'm very thankful for them. They're a huge help. They're part of our, our team. We have seven members on our team now. So it is definitely not all on me. Um, but the orders, the everyday thing that does fall on me quite a bit. It's been a juggling act, but God has helped me and I have a very good support team and um, it's just fun. I love having the orders in my home. I can pray over them as I ship them out and I have one-on-one contact with our customers and we're building and we're creating a community of women that support women and it's career women who love to find out that there's somebody else around the world doing the same job they are 
and wearing the same uniform they are. And it's an empowering thing for our women. And Mm -hmm. I love being a part. I love playing a role in that. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So when you look back and see how everything's unfolded for you up until this moment right now, is there anything you wish you knew back when you started Sea Saucy that you know now, like you wish you knew back then, I guess? Honestly, I could not have started this company any sooner than what it, than what it is and what it, when it was started. So I can't say that I wish I could have started it sooner because I believe it's a God thing. It's a God timing. His hand orchestrated absolutely every moment and part of it. Um, but I think going back, with the initial God-given dream and the fear and in those moments where fear and doubt would seep in, I wish in those moments I would know and I should not have doubted because God's hand has been through absolutely every part of my life. But I wish I would have realized then his end goal and his His plan and how he was going to bring me from point A to point B and fear and anxiety have no place in a God-given dream. and. Um, I wish I would have known how truly big of a gap this company would fill and how many women were going through the same thing that I was going through and um, how much of an impact, you know, gathering women of all different races and um, specialties and careers together to unite under one front of we want to wear something different in our workplace and that option is not available to us. And we want to look professional because we are professionals and we don't want to be second rate at what we do because of our mixed matched uniforms or our frumpy skirts, you know. So I think those would have to be the biggest things for me as I wish I would have known to just trust, to not doubt, to not fear, like God's got this. And um, he has proven that to me over and over and over again. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a good point to make. So what would you tell the person who maybe is scared to chase their God-given dream, even though she knows God called her to do it? I think my biggest piece of advice would be don't walk towards that dream. Chase after it. Run towards it right now and take the limits off of God. You know, when we doubt a dream that we feel like is from him, we're essentially boxing him up and showing him we don't have quite enough faith that he can perform and bring that dream to pass. And when we release him and we dream bold, audacious, just God-sized dreams, we're showing him we trust you and we know that you are greater than anything that I could do on my own. And the fact that he entrusts us with that dream is overwhelming. And I could get teary-eyed thinking about it. Like the fact he trusted me with a vision for a scrub skirt and for a scrub skirt line, it's like, why me? Why me? But I jumped on that dream and I jumped on that vision. And that's what I would tell the young girl who knows she has a calling and has a vision, like put it into action, take the steps and make it a reality because if it furthers his kingdom or if it's used for good among his people, he's going to find a way to execute it, whether it be through that person or if they don't jump on it, maybe he finds another avenue. And I would never want to miss out on an opportunity where God wanted to put his trust in me to perform that plan um, mm-hmm. just because I was fearful or because I doubted that he really would see me through it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is in Psalms, and it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. And um, it was actually one of the verses I had to learn my last year in Bible quizzing, and I had a question on it. And the question was, who delighteth in whose way? And I answered it, and I said, the good man delighteth in the Lord's way. And I got it wrong, and I could not figure out why in the world I got that question wrong. So after the game, I came off the board and I was studying it. And I realized the last part of that verse, he delighted in his way. The first he is actually capitalized, meaning the Lord delights in the steps of a good man. And that just turned my world upside down. The fact that the God of the universe would delight in the minute details of my life just overwhelmed me. And he saw exactly where I was and he knew exactly what I was thinking. And he knew the exact moment he would implant that dream into my life and the exact moment it would take off and overwhelm me and the exact moment I would need him again to help me see me through this. um, It just, it's such a cool thing to have a personal relationship with God. And I know I'm getting off track here, but that's truly what I would tell someone chase after that dream, put it into motion, take the limits off of God, and he will see you through it. Yeah, that's so good. Yes, thank you for that. That really blessed me. Well, Chloe, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and getting to know you more. I want you to just take a couple minutes to share where everybody can shop, see Saucy, and follow you on social media. Absolutely. Uh, JC, I just want to say thanks again for this opportunity. And you are living out a God-breathed dream. And I appreciate and I applaud you for stepping into an avenue where new territory, it's been untouched. And as an apostolic, Mm -hmm. I really appreciate your entrepreneurship and your drive to make this a reality. And um, our website is www.csaucy.com. We have a Facebook page and it is just c.saucy. And then our Instagram handle is c.saucy.scrubs. So you can follow us on social media or you can subscribe to our newsletter on our website. We're always hopefully launching new products here shortly and, yeah, updating new things, building a community of women who support women uh, in their careers. So we would love to have you along for this journey. Thank you so much, Chloe. Absolutely. It was my pleasure, JC. Thank you. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. For more information about all things Hello Awesome, head to HelloAwesomeShop.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.